Coco Talk is an unscripted live broadcast. Anything can and will happen. The views and opinions expressed by members of the panel and the live audience are their own and not necessarily those of the Coco Talk show, its sponsors, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Open minds encourage, sense of humor recommended. If any off color comments were made, we're sorry. Hi, this is Dale Lear, designer of TRS 80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. much to the charging. <laughs> this is Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. It's time to drop your socks and grab your real-time clocks and let's rock. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Cause Coco Talk is rocking the A big world. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Coca Talk. We are here with you now on episode 142, and we're going to talk about our favorite computer, the Commodore 64, right? <laughs> Coco Talk is rocking the this world, keeping the tiny flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the A big world. <laughs> yes, and Retro Innovation says, yay, C64, finally some reasonable knowledge. Al We're going to call this segment load quote 8, comma, 1, comma, star. <laughs> 6502. 65.3. We, we got a great panel and a crappy show in store for you today, folks. So fasten your seatbelts. We're like here. <laughs> we are nothing but consistent. <laughs> Oh, starting things off with some technical difficulties. So the train already went off the rails before it even left the station today. Uh, our usual broadcast uh, solution, Restream, is having trouble. So I had to quickly hack together the ability to get us on YouTube with some live chat in here going. It's only been 142 episodes. That's so it. That's are earning up the wrinkles. Ben Drakes is here. We got heavy breathing here. On the panel, we have Ron Delvo. Hello, Ron. It's Ben's Hello. birthday today, too, by the way. Ben Drake's birthday. Uh, yep. Happy birthday, Ben. We got Mark D. Overholzer in the house. Welcome, Mark. We've got standing in for Barry White, the very deep voice L. Curtis Boyle today. Hey, Curtis. Sexual chocolate, yeah. <laughs> 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 Hello, Get that everyone. subwoofer going. <laughs> I'll say, in a world. In a world. For husky. But yes. Anyway. Uh, we've got the man whose name we typically say three times, Nick Moroda, Nick Moroda, Nick Moroda. Hey, Good afternoon, gentlemen. We have and the uh, – sorry about that, Nick. I stepped on you. Go ahead. Good afternoon, gentlemen and, and others. And others. That's right. For those who are maybe a little bit less than gentle. Mark Bosley's in the house. Hey, Mark. Hello. Had to switch to a backup computer at the last second. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Brian Weezer's with us. Hey, Brian. Hello. Fighting a cold as Curtis is too, so I'm drinking some hot cocoa. Ah, from your <laughs> I'm a here, coconut so. mug, looking good. Brian, it, it, it looks like a, a um, Radio Shack store behind you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, speaking of Brian, we got another Brian here. Brian, the music man Shoebring from Glenside Color Computer Club. What does that say, Brian? Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hey, Brian, hello. you look, or, um, yeah, this, this is another Brian. You look like you're at a Cocoa Fest. Yes. Kind of Of does. course. It's what uh, I usually set up at the show. This was, I think, about four years ago. Excellent, excellent, excellent. James Jones is mentioning gingivitis. Does that have anything to do with people's voices? I'm not sure. Isn't gingivitis like bad breath or gum disease or something? It's gum disease, yeah. Gum disease. There we go. There we go. Uh, we've got Rob Inman in the house. Hey, Rob. Good morning, everybody. Are we all excited for today's show? Oh, we are so excited. We're saving doing his David. best impersonation yes. of David Ladd. We're saving David it's, for last. It's now. really oh, sorry. well done. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was David Ladd. That's great. <laughs> We've got the uh, personal mentor and spiritual guide to Ed Snyder's hardware skills. John Lowry's with us. Hey, John Lowry, Mr. Sauter. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> doing pretty good. Uh, we've got one of our favorite Australians. He's in the top three of our favorite Australians on this show. Nicholas Morentes is with us. Hey, Nick. G'day, everyone. G'day from the land down under. I'm on fire today. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. You made the top three. Kurt, too soon. That's it. Too soon. Nothing you may like make that. the show good. <laughs> We've got Mr. Root Bear Float himself, Grant Leedy. Hey, Grant. Hey, how's it going? It is freezing here in Kansas City today. You amateur. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> is it 40? We have no. The, it's the, seventeen. Seventeen. Wow. It's okay. eight here right now, and snowing. Insane. Dave and Sharon very say hello, everyone. Hey, Dave and Sharon, how are you guys? Uh, we've got the brother of Ken Reichard, the maker of many products with switches and cables. Jason, the Coco Man Reichard, welcome, Jason. Hey, hey, uh, Coco Talk batteries not included, and if <laughs> we're going to make. Weather talk. It is currently seventy degrees here near. <laughs> oh, <Pittsburgh>. shut up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something like that here. And last but not least, Mister Enthusiasm himself, Lord of the Floppy, the Greaser of Weasels, the Man himself, Mister David Lang. Let me turn my volume down real quick. Okay, go. <laughs> Everyone, I hope you're ready for today's show. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. And I've been using the grease weasels like crazy. Wow. Hey, guys, in our audience. There goes creepy David Ladd, everybody. Oh. And we have a late add-on, what too, have Mr. You been Rick using Adams. Late entry to the show, legendary game designer Rick Adams. Thank you. You're too kind. Thank you. You're too kind. <laughs> Did you get the soundboard working again? <laughs> we, got, we have it live. We have it live. Just press this the Rick tape button. or Memorex. <laughs> Thank you. You're not kind enough. Not kind <laughs> enough. All right. Well, we are here with the show. Um, we don't have a, a, a main topic today. We, we also started off with some technical difficulties, but we're here. Show must go on. Al Hartman says, if I use a grease weasel, do I have to wash my hands after? Uh, that really depends. Uh, it's more of a personal preference than anything else. What do you do, David? Do you wash after greasing the weasel? Usually, I don't have to grease the weasel because <laughs> the circuit board is always clean. Now, on the other hand, you may have to lube the floppy drive occasionally to maintain optimal sliding potential. Okay, this is looks like Rick's having a hard time finding the off button. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going downhill fast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are um we're going to have probably a lot of hot air from the panel today. We don't have we don't have a, a main topic. We do have a little bit of news, but I, we just found out right before we went live that Curtis is got a uh, you know, a throat thing going on right now because of his sickness. So maybe we'll we'll shorten the news. We'll have some host topic discussions. Um also want to tell you guys that we do have a special interview planned today for 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the Amigos Retro Gaming Group. And so we're going to be talking to them. We've got exactly one hour to talk to them from 6 to 7 p.m. before they start their live club meeting. But we're going to have a group interview. Curtis set this up. Thanks for doing that, Curtis. Um, and so if you guys have watched their Coco Gaming videos, you can talk to them about what you liked, what you saw. If you haven't seen it, if you want to ask them questions, um, we, we're definitely going to be talking to them and asking them all about their um retro world that they've been living in with all their different they they cater to a lot of different systems they've got multiple shows um so it'll be interesting to learn more about these guys and they're definitely bringing new life to the coco community which we are a big fan of so uh, make sure you guys come back after coco talk and and check that out um I, I anybody who just joined us i think right before we went live nobody said they had a major product or project update or acquisition but i don't know if you were here before brian brian do you have any uh show and tell that you have anything you picked up this week any oh, new i have books? a number of items i could share if you want uh, yeah i haven't had a chance to share i've been kind of busy so i haven't been on the show as much okay over the past month and a half so yeah i got i got items that we could share and All discuss right. well you have the floor then sir oh okay um, well, I guess first off, uh, a recent acquisition that I made here was the um, uh, about a, a year and a half's worth of the TRS-80 microcomputer news magazine. Okay. So I got the I got the whole uh, issue there, and about halfway through, it looks like about uh, eighty-two or so is when they start introducing. You start seeing the cocoa in there, other than that's mostly this the, the old TRS-80. This but, was uh, this was a Radio Shack publication, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yep. So I got the, I got the, oh, what do I got here? Oh, yeah, about a year and a half worth of uh, okay. button issues there. I picked that up off of uh, off of our friend, Mr. eBay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so that was always a good one there. Um, and then also here, uh, been playing quite a bit of this lately. Crikey. Finally picked this up here. So yeah. So that was a. It's been a lot of a lot of fun. Shameless with that one. plug. <laughs> and what level are you at, Brian? <laughs> I'm uh, into level two. So, but. Uh, how much you get paid oh, for that uh, sh- that uh, <laughs> showing? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm under contract. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the original level two or the new level two? Um, I guess I would say the original. Yeah, the original level two is really hard. Nick has a patch where it switches levels two and three. So. Oh, okay. I'll have to take a look at that. And you're um, using the koala pad too, so that's pretty good. After <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Australian game. <laughs> Also, a, a book that I've been wanting to uh, get my hands on for a while is uh, Inside the Dragon. Ooh. So our uh, our cousin there, the uh, the, tan- the Tano Dragon and the Dragon 32. So it's a kind of an autobiography type book that talks about the dragon and its origins and everything. So it's a, been kind of an interesting book. Um, another product, we kind of talked a little bit about this, I think, last week. But uh, I've really been enjoying this. And... That's adding this to my uh, Coco SDC. Nice. Uh, yeah. The flash here. And I tell you mm-hmm. what, that has really been, if you do a lot of copying back and forth, awesome. good, that's, just the way, that's definitely the way to do it. it. So. Thank Jim Brain for that tip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's been a, been a lot of fun playing with that one. Um, 
some older game cartridges here. Uh, I've been trying to work on get, getting a complete collection of all the, the ROM cartridges that uh, Radio Shack put out. Um, TRS-80 oh, logo. Wow. Color logo. In the, whoop, there we go. In and the it's blister in the, um, pack. It's in the blister pack there. It's yeah. a little, little, uh, little crackly there, but it's uh, not too bad. Um, Bridge Tutor. Oh wow! Some of the some of the card games that uh, that Radio Shack put out there. Bridge been, uh, Tutor. Tutor. I, I could use that. I've been learning Bridge for the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, another one here. I don't have the blister pack for this one though, but uh, I do have the the ROM and the uh, thing there. And the book. For, uh, nice color, color cube. cubes. Yes. So that one's been kind of kind of fun. A kind of a Rubik's cube of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you're into uh, spreadsheets. Oh, who isn't? Spectacular. <laughs> yeah, Best so game that. ever. Yes. <laughs> Best game ever. E1. That, that's the easiest game to get high score on because F3. all you got to do is just keep adding enter, and adding. Enter the high score. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple more ROM cartridges and I'll wrap it up here. Um, one that, uh, I don't know, it seems like it gets a kind of a 50-50. Either people like it or they hate it, but... Uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. No, that's yep. good. I like it. Yeah, so, that's good. I liked it. So, yeah. Got that yeah, one. The level's hard, but it's not impossible. Okay. I have, I have not had a chance to even start playing on that one. Um, I do have a ROM cartridge, but not one in a box with a manual, but this is just your good old diagnostics there. Good so. old diagnostics, Ooh. yeah. Yep. So kind of a handy little one there. Um, another card game uh, in a box there I got is Gin Champion. Oh, wow. So that was another card game that they had. Um... Did you know the sequel to that one? It's a gin and tonic champion. <laughs> gin and tonic. <laughs> Either that or you feel like you're getting better as you drink that one. So. Yeah. Alcohol not included. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, music. Ironic. One there. Yes. Got that one. Um, I always obliterate the name on this one here, so help me out there. But uh, I always can't have a hard time mispronouncing. Gomoku Renju. Gomoku Renju. Renju. Yeah. So, That's Chinese yeah. checkers. Is that kind of like Othello? Othello, yeah. Othello? Similar, not quite the same. Not quite the same? Okay. I never have quite figured out how to play that one. Okay. okay. Isn't it based on Go or something? I can't remember now. Um, I think it is. Yeah, I think it was like Go. Yep. Otherwise known as if you don't get the corners, you lose. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> also, too, uh, another uh, hot Ooh, game. No, personal Finance. You just have to get afford more games, so it's, it's critical. <laughs> And of course Honey, it's, uh, can second. you help me with this budget, please? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> no, put your bombs. He's a real pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, if you're not uh, quite up to way. snuff, you can do some uh, typing, typing tutor. tutor there. That I actually did use, actually. I, I learned how to do home row and stuff from that. And, and then uh, math tutor. The last three there. So if you're done with your math, you can also do your... Fraction, Fraction fever. fever. Wow. Yes. So that was Ooh, a... Spinnaker Software. Notorious <laughs> yep. company. Now, did, oh, you yeah. have, did you have a yeah, blast? cross platform. Did you have a, did blast, have a blast with a new math tutor? No, not yeah. yet. <laughs> I have the opportunity there. I will uh, I will share my uh, my results. Um, fever is fun. And then uh, this is uh, the video text cartridge. Oh, wow. Got, got that one there. And then uh, the last one of all. Uh, Robot Battle. Is that's this, a rather famous one. That's the one where you program them, right? Yep. Okay. 
So do you have any idea how far along you are in your acquisition of the Um, I'd have to count them all up there. I saw that um, that Paul had posted on Facebook here, was it maybe a week or so ago? Um, he kind of posted an inquiry to see if there was anybody that had like a complete list. And there was some stuff out on the archive, and somebody else had some other links, I think to like a Wikipedia, um, of a couple spreadsheets. And it seemed like the way Paul's comments were going on Facebook – that uh, there wasn't any one list that was ever totally complete. Um, I was going to message him and see if uh, he kind of combined all those to try to create a complete list. But um, I thought somebody had commented that there was about 92 or 95 cartridges. Are you strictly going for Radio Shack cartridges, or are you also including, like, third party? Radio Shack right now at this point. So, yep. Because the Dragon had some that we never had on cartridge. And there was a few third-party ones like Star Blaster from Microworks that were on cartridge. Okay. Yeah, right now it's just strictly the Tandy Radio Shack uh, cartridges that I'm trying to complete. And I last tally, I think I'm around 86 or 87. So I think I'm yeah, uh, narrowing cool. in. So, yep. Do you have doubles? Doubles? Uh, some? Because you'll, nope. you'll get a load of stuff in and it'll include a couple. And mm-hmm. sometimes they're, you already have them, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do I have doubles? Yes. Yep. I, I do have some duplicates and uh, some of those I've been uh, filtering out and uh, um, I may just use those as play ones or uh, I might even just uh, maybe sell them out on eBay so other people can have them as well. So. Right. So depending on how far down the rabbit hole of collecting you get. So your your phase one is to see if you can get a near complete collection of every cartridge. But then you may or may not want to be interested in looking into the variants because there were sometimes reissues of certain cartridges. Some games were originally released under the Tandy line, and I mean under TRS-80 line, and then re-released as Tandy. And even the boxes, the silver boxes, there are some games like Color Baseball and, and Dungeons of Daggerath. I've seen those bo- uh, labeled and boxed in both a TRS-80 box and a Tandy box. And then, yeah, I think there was, a, there was a couple of versions that wasn't there of the uh, Clowns and Balloons and... I thought even on that um, that uh, post that Paul Shoemaker did, uh, somebody said there was like three different versions of personal finance or something. Oh, and they wow. happened to, yeah. they yeah. shared a picture of three different labels. And some that, of them had so. patches to run on the Coco 3 too, like Download 1.1, which yeah. has a different label on it. It has the Tandy versus the Reissue. Yeah, that also went from a box didn't to a blister a pack, I think. And there were yep. some that were TDP. Yeah, right, yep. right. Yep, TDP ones. Yep. And then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, J- Jason Riker got some that were like dot matrix printed on generic <laughs> labels. That- yeah, I've seen I've, a couple of those out there before. Yeah. I've got two yeah, copies of print I've on got, demand. I've, I've got, got a shooting gallery that's like that. Hmm. I've got two copies of scripts because you need two, yeah. and one of them has a red label, hmm. and one of them has a white. So I don't know what the deal is. With the that. white is Tandy. So when they were, you look, you can see the difference. The Tandy. Oh yeah, you, look at that. Yeah. Okay, so there's yeah. Radio Shack. The Radio Shack ones were kind of color coded a little bit, and you had like blue, yellow, and stuff. Then the Tandy there's ones were just Tandy. lazy, and they were just white. Okay. Yeah. And those Dawn Matrix ones, if I remember correctly, if you started ordering the third party catalog that Radio Shack sold stuff, if you knew to ask for it in the stores after the Coke was discontinued, you could still for a couple of years order old stock that they had back at the warehouse. I think some of those were done with the line printer labels. Interesting. Um, that video text cartridge, does that basically make the Coco one and two like the old video text terminal? Yeah, it's a terminal program. But, but basi- program. So basically, just makes it like their old video, their original video text Coco. Yeah, yeah. Except the, it, it, it didn't have many many features. Like it didn't have you know buffer capture or anything else. There's no download protocols. So people actually did hacks where they have to hit reset to you know save the buffer out from basic afterwards. 
Oh. The, the Radiotech terminal is basically the uh, uh, inst- instead of the basic ROMs, it had the, that same Videotech software. All right. I'm not sure if it's uh, if I'm locking up or not. I just uh, pop the cartridge in and change my video input. Oh, there. look at that! Videotech's 1.1. But it's not uh, up to modem or something. You won't be able to. That's see an incredible there. splash screen there. I wonder how much time and energy went into designing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> it has an OS 9 Pro. <laughs> I it was in 4K, so they didn't have a lot it's of uh, room. It's a very specific green, though. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a custom <laughs> shade green. of green. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Very, very cool. Um, I don't know if anybody else did. I know most of us said we didn't really have an update. So we, we've, we've been well, trying to push updates to the end of the show when we've got a bigger show. What do you got there, Rondell, though? I, I have a cartridge that uh, fits in a shoe. It's a Get Smart cartridge. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's. Um, I had a uh, get-together with uh, Paul Barton. Barton Industries, Barton yes. Laboratories. Oh, yeah. And, uh, He's the CEO, on, uh, right? Yeah, if you go on um, my uh, Ron's Garage, you'll see pictures. Uh, he helped me with uh, the uh, other computer over here, the, um, the one on the right, left side. This one. No, okay. this one. <laughs> anyway, he uh, put in the um, triad and made it... Uh, Instead of 512, one megabyte with a little bit of reworking. Anyways, you'll see it on the... Yeah, that's that's the uh, thing that Richard Lobieski said, because there's one make chips yeah. on there, so you can just... Yeah, he put the uh, Richard's uh, DAT on there. Hooked it up. Yeah, that's kind of neat. You can get a, little bit, yeah. get a little bit of extra RAM out of that 512K upgrade. Yep. So, and it one, works. one other... Uh, one other item I guess I did uh, I did recently do is uh, over here to my uh, to my right in my Coco One. It's a 64K. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has an e board in it, and I added the uh, the Coco VGA nice. um, into that. Um, they don't make a whole lot of the uh, of the e boards, and so what you end up having to use is the VGA for the F version of the board, which has that that pin right in the yeah, middle that the comes post, up. Little plastic and post. Uh, so what you have to do is you end up having to lop that off. If Unless you want to keep it original, then you're kind of SOL. But um, I was okay with it. And uh, so you had to cut the top of that post off. And then um, he SOL. sends with me. <laughs> SOL. Is that Steve out of luck? <laughs> <laughs> and then he sends along with it. Um, if you tell him that you're doing an e-board, he sends you about three extra uh 40 pin sockets and so you end up having to stack them up in order to get enough height so it can clear that post unless you want to lop it off almost flush but uh, i didn't want to but uh yeah he'll send it and uh yeah it works great you get the nice video out of it and everything so So are you saying you did not cut your no i did but instead of cutting the post completely off um if you look at the post it kind of goes it goes up and then it kind of tapers a little bit Mm -hmm. and right where it tapers is where i cut it off and I guess my thinking with that is is that if I ever wanted to put it back together, I saved the post, and by cutting off where the taper is, that'd give me a spot where I could maybe like reepoxy it back on or something like that. Or so, don't know if I need to or not. This this uh, that boy there's been through a lot. It's uh, it's missing a foot on the bottom. It's missing all the stickers. It's uh, it's just a nice little fun one to play around with. Versus it looks real pretty from like, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, it's beat up on the bottom quite a bit and stuff. But uh, so I'm just using it kind of as a, a workhorse to play with. So yeah. What the hell's going on, with John Strong? You sound like you're going through a helium injector or something. <laughs> Alvin! Christmas time is here. Reminds me of the Star Trek episode where everybody sped up. Well, well, since uh, since he's doing that, I I do have the the shooting gallery cartridge with the white label on it. I did Ah, find it. There you go. Hard to see, but there it is. Just dot matrix printing. It's very... Spared no expense. uh, Yeah, no expense was spared. I think we found... (laughs) We found... found, I actually found two... Two cartridges like this after the second Tandy assembly at a, a video game store, and um, the other one was Megabug, and I, I I already had Megabug, so I left it, but I didn't have Shooting gra- Gallery, so I bought that one. Cool. I don't have too many Megabugs. I, you know what? I I I I had an extra one. I gave it to my brother. What a guy. Okay. Well, before we lose Curtis's voice, and Curtis, we were we were just gonna um, we we kind of were told we didn't have a lot of news to cover today this week but also trying to save curtis's voice we're going to probably cover even less but curtis you did mention that you had one or two topping uh topics that might make good host discussions for today's show did you want to um we'll, we'll get to the news and then we can go back and maybe i some updates we'll get into more updates after the news or yeah, it was, just, it was just two stories that I thought might be worth actually having some discussion on. So. Okay, well, let's And the rest we'll leave till next week. Okay, so hold on one second here. It's time for news with L. Curtis Boyle, the man with the deepest voice in the Coco community. Hello, a Muppet News Flash. All right, L. <laughs> Curtis Boyle. Okay, I can't share yet, so I'll leave. Oh, Okay. And now Did you, you say toppings, Stevie? Like uh, I don't know what I said. Pizza toppings, uh, ice cream sundae toppings. Um, that'd be great. Yeah, get some get some sprinkles, donut <laughs> toppings. <laughs> yeah, you guys can see that. We <clears throat> can yes. see it. Oh, I want one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this is Paul T. Schreiber, who used to work at Radio Shack, and uh, he was going through. I think somebody passed away that used to work at Tandy. And this guy has just, you know, buckets and buckets of stuff from, from Tandy and, and Radio Shack from the early days, including a whole bunch of these uh, stickers for the uh, deluxe 64K color computer that never got released. Wow. Now, we know from Boise and Bill's book that uh, they'd actually think made like 50,000 motherboards and then they canceled the project right at the last minute. Wow. I know drivers were done for OSI and I've actually got source code for some of that stuff. And uh, so I, I kind of jokingly asked, well, what, do you have the rest of the parts? You know, because I, I wouldn't have any <laughs> deluxe cocoa, but... Wasn't he the keynote speaker at Tandy Assembly this year? Am I getting him confused yes, with someone yes, else? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I wasn't at Tandy Same Assembly, guy. but yeah, did he go into the deluxe at all, or was oh. he? What was his speech on? Uh, I don't remember, but it's it's out there. It's on it's on YouTube somewhere. I'll have to put it in the show notes. So refresh our memory on what the deluxe had. It was sixty four k. 64K, a real serial port. They were going to take a the sound, sound chip. chip from the speech sound cartridge. Um, uh, the the, the Coco 3 style keyboard though, with a different colored background. Right. Uh, which true, they actually later true sold. True lowercase. Yeah, true lowercase VDG. And also, then, that phase shift, you can get uh, white on blue text, too. Okay. 
Yeah, they mentioned it in the uh, in the in the in the Coco Underdog book. Uh, those were some of the highlights that I had to add. did it have palette registers at all or just No, I just had that phase shift where you could shift the colors. Okay. Uh, so you got some extra colors you couldn't get on the normal Coco. But this too. is a pretty big badge. This is kind of like the TDP 100 size badge. So maybe it was going to be in a similar style case. It would have still been in a Coco 1 case, but it was going to be called the Deluxe Color Computer, right? So Yeah, and it had like a, a DB25 or something. Uh, serial ports and do we have a picture of uh the computer with that particular uh nameplate on it no uh, unless it's in the book i don't i don't think it was even in the book the one they show the coco four or something yeah yeah they do show has the that prototype. big box on it with a drive in it right mm-hmm. yeah but that's not this no 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 this one they talked about but um i don't think any pictures were ever made because it never got produced yeah, Boise's book has a picture of the motherboard with the keyboard, but it's the top softs, I can't tell. So there's not one in existence? It, it would be a, a Model 1? Would it be gray? And I think it was white, because that was when the 64K Coke would come out as white. Oh, okay. It had composite out, uh, video and audio out, oh, too. Oh, okay. Though, Real composite. And two-button joystick support, I think, too. Hmm. So if someone takes a white Coco 1 and puts that sticker like on the TDP 100 is in the middle center. Is that, do you think where it went? I would have to guess. Yes, but I've never seen. Yeah. Just judging on the size of that badge, it's looking like it would have to go somewhere like where the TDP one was kind of in the center of the unit. Um, it's a good looking badge though. Yeah. And one of those, you know, what could have been, what could are have those been metal or do they have the bubble of, uh, stuff over it click on it make it see if you can make it a little bit bigger there curtis that's all we got is that one picture that paul posted on facebook but it's looks like they could be bubble badges radio shack trs80 deluxe 64k color computer wow deluxe yeah it had had an expanded basic too there was um a ram drive built into it and a few other things too so yeah and one of the versions of the uh, extended basic manual. I think the one that's on the archive has some little sidebar thing saying, well, if you have a deluxe color computer, you can also do this, this, and this. So they were mentioning things like different keys, like the function keys or alt keys that you could press on that computer. Um, that obviously didn't show up again to the Coco three. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, that was when they did all the manuals and they had those little you know side things. If you have a deluxe color computer, you can do this type thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the thing, the thing that could have almost been right. So, I mean, just having the sound speech pack built into it right, you know, as right. a base hardware would have been so nice. Yeah, onboard sound chip. Who'd have thunk it? So and does that Steve Bjork have knowledge of this machine? And is this the one he talks about? Yes. This is the one yes. that the MC-10 killed. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And no one's got a deluxe motherboard if 50,000 were made? Um, the couple of the people that they wrote that when they visited to write the book, uh, they had a few of them. So there's a few out there. Like he's got pictures of one in the book. So there, there is a couple out there, but as far as I know, they were destroyed. Yeah. I mean, at this point now, Ed Snyder can make a deluxe and he's kind of is working on making a deluxe Coco. So it's not far from, from us having something like that, you know, future. Well, Coco three was essentially Tandy's, uh, r- redo of the deluxe. There was missing features, right? That there was no sound. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, it's missing sound, but did have 80-column uh, text and 
Yeah, yeah they expanded the things. graphics drastically in the Coco 3. Yeah, the gimme. This, this was just standard Coco 1 and 2 graphics with yep. the phase shift added. Oh, okay. So it's sound, and you had a real RS232 port, you know, that can run a lot faster, not bug the CPU down, but uh, graphics-wise, you were exactly the same as the Coco 1 and 2, except that phase shift added a couple colors. <laughs> Did you read John Lorry's comment? He says they're buried in a desert somewhere. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right beneath ET cartridges. Slap up ET cartridges. <laughs> Uh, cool. I just but, think it's really cool that, you know, some of that history, we, which we've all read about and heard about for years, is actually, there's still yeah, pieces of it around that people didn't know existed yet. Some relics of it, yeah. So I'm I hoping read, sorry, I haven't read Boise's book yet. Does he talk about the Dux Coco in, oh, uh, yeah. in his book? There's pictures of it. Okay. All right, okay. But yeah, not I want to get a copy. Outside. Yeah, just the motherboard and the keyboard. Cool. And the keyboard, uh, Tandy did sell those because they had manufactured like 50,000 of those too, but uh, they sold it as an upgrade keyboard at Radioshack for 40 bucks or something, I think it was. So they, you can get a little baggy with the keyboard with the F1, F2, Alt, and Control. But the background color was different. I think it was black instead of gray. Right. Black. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So those you will see around because people did buy them. John, strong you're you still get- coming through like a chipmunk. You might have to unplug your uh, USB mic and plug it back in again. There's a bug on some of the Logitech-based uh, ones. Uh, can, we, can we keep them this way? It does make for good comedy. <laughs> if you just talk slow. <laughs> All right, that's cool, Curtis. What else have we got in the news? Okay, the one other one that I thought would be worth a discussion here is Chet's been uh, doing uh, a survey of what type of hardware upgrades either people already have or are planning to get by the next fest in April. And he's using this as a basis, I believe, for uh, you know what his next game might require okay. for hardware. Yes, but is he going to un- unpatch his uh, games that break on greater than 2 minutes on 512? He said he purposely... <laughs> Who put well, Nightmare Digger 3 is fixed. It, it, it doesn't run away. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Okay. Which of the following game-related products do you already own or expect to purchase at the 2020? So, obviously, 6309 is top of the list that people have it or plan on having it. Next comes 2 Megs, and then comes Gimme X. Um, input Which is the first product that's not released yet on yeah. that list. Um, so, input controller or adapter, that's a very, kind of a vague, generic thing, but obviously meaning some type of custom <laughs> controller, right? I assume it's a Paragon, Paragon, things like that. Um, sound, sound chip upgrade, Coco VGA, Coco SDC, right? So, it's surprising to see that Coco SDC is on the bottom of the list, probably just because everybody, oh, everybody everybody's has one. got it. Yeah. <laughs> and Nightmare Highway. And Nightmare well, he wants, Highway. To know, Nightmare he wants to know what people have, but what I did is that Coco SDC wasn't there. Yeah. yeah, but they, yeah, that they added that later. Yeah, were late. Yeah, so they didn't get all the votes. Ah, okay. One one so, thing yeah. that surprised me a bit though is that new games on cartridge was as low as it is. It looks like that's not a selling point if if this survey is to be believed. Yeah, I like cartridges. Is that like cost nostalgia. related? You think, or is it? I don't know. I mean, you, the limit memory limitations. It's not you're not limited to 32k or anything like that anymore. You can MMU bank like crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's unfortunate, but I just don't think. And uh, there's, I'm probably in the minority. I like the idea, but I don't think there's a mass appeal for it or huge interest in it. Um, it's added cost. Yeah, I, honestly, though, I don't think cost is as important as what's on. It. You know, it's one of those things. If you build it, they will come. I'm sure you're going to have to. 
Yeah, John Strong having some major technical difficulties there. Um, so something like Cersei's Island, which, by the way, oh, for the love of God and all that is holy, what is okay, going on with this Can we mute John, please? Right <laughs> Testes one, two. All right. Um, which, by the way, we I forgot to mention last week when we did our um, celebration of the community, a name that slipped through was uh, Steve Bamford, a.k.a. Bosco, and his Cersei's Island project which is kind of like a Mario-style game. That is going to be released on the cartridge. That is a really cool-looking game. It looks like something that would run on a a Nintendo NES-type thing, and it sounds like something that would play on an NES with with the chiptunes music. So (laughs) that game, as far as I can tell, it's only going to be available on cartridge because it requires the GMC, and I have a feeling that will sell. I, I yep. think that can easily yes. sell a hundred copies. Easily. That one get. You know? So I think if there is a killer app out there, um, it will sell. So I, I don't and think maybe if you have the extra hardware added on, like sound or something else yeah, that yeah. boosts so, the game above what it normally could do. Yeah. So that, that might that, be the secret. That might that might be one to help reinvigorate the whole cartridge movement. Um, is there any EPA on that? I don't know. He's is that, uh, the problem is is that if if you check in Discord you can reach out to him. But I didn't check those other Discord channels when I was trying to compile my information, you know, because it's down there in the game section. Okay. Uh, so Steve did seem like he had moved off of it for a while. And then I think um, when we were showing it at VCF West, it re, uh, reinvigorated his interest. So I've seen a lot more activity over the I also know he's, he's had, you know, real life get in the way somewhat too, which happens yeah. to all of us. Or did he hit a, he hit a plateau? No. No. Try disconnecting from Zoom and getting back Reboot on. Reboot your computer, Reboot John. your computers. Tech shooting, yeah. troubleshooting 101. <laughs> yeah. Have you turned it off and on again? Yes. Have you tried switching on and off again? I believe. Uh, um, so, yeah, look at the list. Look at what people say they either have or want to have, right? So 6309, number one on the list. And two megs, right? Uh, Gimme X. Sound chip, Coco VGA. So all these upgrades are um, the 17. So the about 20 people said they either have or will want to get a Coco VGA. We've already heard numbers that Brendan has sold 100 units. Yep. So this these 20 people is probably a cross section of some who have it and some who want it. I want you um, to notice, Curtis and Nick Marentes, that even though I complain about it all the time, I did put myself as wanting a 6309. Yeah. So, just a, um, so once I have it, it'll be the best thing ever, and I'm going to say we should have it. Yeah. Till then, I, you know, the only unfortunate <laughs> part about um, the 6309 is that because it does require the desoldering, yep, that's not a skill that everybody has. Yep. So, that but that's does, only on the Coco Three and the later Coco Twos. Uh, we have patched some games now for the 6309 on the Coco One and Two, and they that's true. have some that pretty is, huge speed increases. That's so. complete. Yeah, yeah. The chip itself is dirt cheap, right? Like two dollars, three dollars for the yeah, cheap. Three, yeah, yeah. Three so. five bucks. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a source them in Canada too. I don't know if I mentioned that, but there's a, a source for uh, a cheap source for 6309s in Canada, possibly if you're on the uh, Coco mailing list. There's details there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think somebody else. The question comes up from time to time when people are new to the Facebook group: is what are your thoughts on memory? What do you need? What do you recommend? And and we have said on this show before: 512K is what we now minimum. consider a minimum standard. Yeah. It's not even negotiable. 64K and, on a Coco 1 and 2 and 512 on a Coco 3. Yeah, those minimum. are minimum standards. And then 2 megs. Right now, 2 megs mostly only benefits OS 9, but yep. there will be probably RS-DOS games in the future that we're going to push to 512 boundary. 
But that so has Chad, Chad has already cap- said he's going to. Yeah. Two Meg has the same caveat as uh, the sixty-two hundred nine, and that you have to unsolve the yeah. CPU. Yeah. Yeah, that's that becomes a slightly limiting factor. Yeah, that's why they're usually sold as a bundle too, because if you're desoldering the CPU for one, you might as well put both in. Somebody just said something about five twelve. I thought and I heard. Yeah, that's me. Oh, hey, Paul T. Five. Barton, the CEO of Barton <laughs> Laboratories and Barton Industries, yeah. going for five twelve <laughs> megabytes. Yeah. Five twelve megabytes. 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 <laughs> that sounds like Paul. <laughs> Half a gig. Oh, yeah. Come on, guys. You'd be able to store your encyclopedia in that. No, I was looking through my old compiling stuff for the CPLD, and I have notes that would go that far. Wow. Because the maximum you actually made, I think, was 64 meg, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Even Bill Gates said 640K should be enough. Right. I stick by that. (laughs) So based on the panel here right now, what do you guys think about this list of hardware? How many of you guys have this? How many of you, if you don't have it, are interested in getting one or more of all these? Yep. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I do do have the Coco VGA, but I just haven't installed it. Have you heard that song, I Want It All? Yeah. Queen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got uh, the 2 meg upgrade on its way along with the 6309, and I've got Coco BGA. I've got the SGC. Luckily, the yeah, Gimme is a tech. SGC is a must. You're a chipmunkin. Luckily, yeah, the Gimme X is uh, a technically an easy update. I'm just hoping that the price will be uh, not too crazy. Yeah, the Gimme X is. You know what? I'm. I. I. I haven't had time, but I have the. Um, I have the upgrade kit to flash the firmware on my Coco VGA, and I also have to fix my audio mod that I did. I all I had to do was solder two wires, and apparently one of them has come unsoldered because my co- my custom audio output's no longer outputting audio. So you had one I, job. I had one job. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a man and after my own heart. And you can't even do that with a damn. Alvin, now that's David Ladd now doing that, right, David? What? What did I do? Yes, now we have David Ladd. (laughs) What do you mean, mute me? What's going on? (laughs) Hey, Stevie, uh, where did you acquire the uh, the upgrade kit? I had well, I originally had it installed by Brendan at Coco Fest this year. Right. Um, and when I had him install it, I had him installed on my TDP 100 that already had a composite and audio mod. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, the audio out on that was really inconsistent. So I moved it to my white Cocoa one and moving it was real simple. You just, you know, unplug it and resocket it and boom, you're done. But then I had to solder two wires to get the audio. You know, one went to the RF can out, like pin three or pin four in the can out. And then one went to a ground on the motherboard. I soldered them. Um, I, I've never soldered before, and I did. You know, I had Tom C on a video call telling me what to do and how to do it. But I, I'm assuming one of the two joints I soldered has come off because the sound's not working. I just haven't had a chance to crack it open and look at it yet. So you um, mentioned uh, you, you mentioned a kit uh, for the firmware upgrade. Yes, that's, that's what I was. Was that a is that a special connector or something you have to get? From it somebody is. Well, or? actually, I can show you in in in, in the Here, bag. I, I don't have a way to make. I, I don't have my OBS set up to show you a, a big camera right now. So hopefully you can see. Uh, and I haven't even looked at it yet. But so one of these things is called a USB. Can you block. zoom your screen in there, Steve? No, I you're... don't. I don't have it set up to do that right now. So okay, so, yeah. Um, 
So one of them is called a USB blaster. Um, and it's got like a wider kind of like, looks like an Atari joystick thing on one side and then like a micro USB on the other. Um, then we have this cable that I think converts it from the USB blaster to whatever the header connector is on the Coco VGA. Or that might be what this one here is. This little cable here might be what converts it to the header connector on the Coco VGA. So there, I, I, I haven't really messed with it yet. I'm pretty sure all the instructions are on the Coco VGA website. And push come to shove, I'll just ping Brendan and get him to help. And that, that same that same device, I think, also allows you to reprogram the Gimme X when he yeah, starts doing updates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think so. So there's, there's a few pieces to it. There's a couple of ribbon cables. There's a USB connection. Um, and then there, I think there's just an adapter that adapts the ribbon cable that comes out of the USB blaster to fit the right header connection that's actually on the Coco VGA. Um, and then at that point, I'm assuming there's something I need to run on my PC to push the firmware through this blaster to have it actually yep. blast the um, the doohickey on there. Um, so it should be straightforward. So that's my that'll be my next hardware project. So. But does this blaster allow you to have a blast with the new math tutor? Uh, having a blast with the new math tutor. Um, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, are you done sharing, L. Curtis? Have you already finished sharing? Yeah, those are the two things I thought had some discussion potential, especially the uh, the survey to see what people are planning on upgrading. So the software authors like Nick and chat and myself can you know see what what we can write for and and still get a reasonably good size market uh-huh and we've been joined by paulie t omg paul thayer the slayer is with us hey paulie hey you guys hear me okay we can we yep. can did um did john strong make it back yet no he's not okay um how about we do this we will take a commercial break and then we'll come back and we'll discuss more things uh, we have our choices right now. Would we like to see a, let's see, we've got the Forest of Doom commercial with the big plans. We've got Coconut, Shortwave, and Boomerang commercials. We've got uh, the OS9 Forever commercial. We've got Coco Forever with Wallaby and Fletcher. We got have new guys. done number eight yet. Yeah. Coco 2 family. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. We'll do that one. We'll do commercial break number eight. All right. So, and there's the heavy breathing, folks. No extra charge. So, we'll be back after these words. And now a word from our sponsors. It's a Radio Shack Merry Christmas. This year, I needed to give a real family pleaser. Honey, please help me with this budget. How about a new game, Dad? Please. And I found it. Radio Shack's Color Computer 2. On sale for just $99.95. It entertains, educates, manages. It's expandable and affordable. Now that really pleases me. The Color Computer 2. Sale price for Christmas. Only at Radio Shack. Hi, this is Antonio Jimenez, author of such projects such as the Stevie Throw Devil and the SD Pack. And you are watching Coco Talk in 3, 2, go. Mm-hmm. 
I'm here to say a big hello to original gamer Stevie Stroh. I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name, but I tried regardless. So um, if it's not, please insert the proper way to say it now. Now, I hope you're having a fabulous time. hope you're having a fabulous new year. Season's greetings, all the above. Um, all the way from Melbourne to you, my darling. And um, congratulations on your talk show, Coco Talk. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. I don't think I'd ever be good at a talk show. I just don't have anything ever to say, ever. Just can never think of things to say. It's just just no words ever come out of my mouth. It's just very embarrassing. I just, just silence all the time. <laughs> my darling, I hope you're having a fabulous day. From me to you, bye. Radio Shack. America's technology store. Right. This Christmas, Tandy has a very special offer. A family color computer pack to take away at a very special price. This family computer comes complete with software and costs an incredible $449. A saving of $241.69. It's powerful, educational, and ideal for the young and young at heart. The easy way to start computing. The Color Computer Family Pack from Tandy. Get it while it's hot. Tandy, the biggest electronic store in Australia. Hi, this is Sean Wheatley, and you're listening to Coco Talk with the original gamer, Stevie Stroke. We're traveling through a dimension both of sound and ideas. We're at a place where the mind can comprehend and devise a solar radio, a wireless transmitter. Measure time and light. 65 electronic projects brought to reality with this science fair kit. Astonishing? Perhaps, but you can find it for Christmas for $17.95 in a place that's known as Radio Shack. Radios, stereos, recorders, everything in sound. We now return you to Cocoa Talk. And we're back. Uh, did John Strong make it back? He did not. I know he was trying to talk and he did not. Paul Thayer's joined us. Um,. Paul, did you have anything that you've been working on you want to share with us? Any updates on your 40 different projects you got going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I mean, I don't have anything updated. I'm just working on uh, Downland 2 right at the moment. Excellent. So Excellent. thought I'd listen to you guys and try this uh, camera. My wife right. was wondering if it would work on the web. So Yeah. Far That's out. it. Okay. I'm just going to listen to you guys chat it up. Sounds good. Sounds good. Rick Adams, is there anything uh, new and exciting with you you want to share with us? Uh, well, I gave you uh, a copy of Temple of Ram 2. Yes. And someday you will take a look at that. We will. And be oh so, oh so impressed. Um, so I gave you, uh, I published out a, a little map of, okay, there's some new rooms and new monsters and uh, where they are. And, you know, a couple of them that you can find right away in the game. The game is pretty much the same as it always was. Uh, but uh, the maze is considerably expanded and it has two new uh enemies and nice. more portals and that sort of thing now so. this also has that bottom pixel thing fixed too without you said it was a something that you yep. wanted fix for. now have you also updated any of the sound effects like the ticket 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 sound or is it still going ticket, no ticket, ticket. it's still got the ticket ticket, ticket. okay 
I tried really hard to make it do like a laser sound, you know, uh-huh. beer, beer, and I just didn't succeed. Okay. So okay. I kept you, the, t- you... the tick, the ticker ticker. It's terrible, but you know, uh, well, it's classic. You know, yeah. It's, so hey, it's Rick. It's better. Yes. Can, can I ask a question? Because um, Nick Morentes is very good with those laser type uh, samples and things. Is there anything mm-hmm. that maybe he could help with? Uh, well. Uh, this is a really unusual project uh, in that the complete source, as I'm working on it, is out on my GitHub. So it's like I'm, it, this is what you call open kimono. Uh, everybody can you know every, look over my shoulder and see what, what I'm doing. Okay. And uh, I made a change la- just last night to change the copyright date to 2020. Ah. And then I pushed it out to my GitHub. So... Uh, you've got the the latest and greatest out there. Uh, if you want to, if you want to build it, uh, gotcha. that's fine with me. Uh, and I'm putting in the capability of uh, generating your own lab- uh, your own level. So you could do your own, you know, maze. You could put the treasures where you want. You could put the monsters where you want. It isn't a really easy process. But, you know, uh, somebody that's reasonably technical could probably do it. So uh, if somebody were to say, hey, look, dummy, you know, if you want to do a laser sound, here's how you do it. Uh, and they were to come up with code and put it in uh, and show me that it works, I would be happy to look at that. There you go. One, one quick thing on the sound thing, too. I mean, Nick's, you know, shooting for a Coco 3, so he's got a programmable interrupt timer, which makes that a lot easier to do. Whereas right. you're you're doing it on a Coco one and two, which doesn't have that. So you have to right. into the code. That's, that's the big difference. Right. That is true. I originally started out thinking I'm going to do it on a Coco three. Uh, if I have to do 6309 uh, code uh, to get stuff done, I will uh, sort of, so sort of, I started off with the same uh, mindset that they have for those games, like, like uh, the, you know, the battle for earth and, and uh, digger three where, you know, you got to have a 6309, you got to have a Coco 3, you got to have this, you got to have that. I started that way, and eventually I just sort of slid back to now let's just make it for one, two, and three. So now, it, if you run it on the Coco 3, does it detect that, detect that, and give you like the uh, composite artifact colors, kind of like what you did with bomb threat? I believe it, I believe it does. Okay. That so yeah, um, so that that feeds into something where we we kind of did this not too long ago. I'd like to do more of this, and maybe this can get into more discussions on things we can do on the show. But um, so we did uh, gold digger. I keep saying gold digger digger three. We did a live stream of of because I'm married to a gold digger. That's why I keep um, keeps coming back. Uh, <laughs> you were <laughs> welcome to Exhibit A in the divorce proceedings. <laughs> um, so we did we did the kind of group live stream, and we've done this a few times before. Um, uh, Pete Willard's asking where the GitHub location is. Ricky, is that something you can verbalize, or can we put it in the chat? Is it Rick Adams uh, or? There we go. Mark Overholzer just did. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Um, so I unfortunately, I have a name that's very difficult to explain how to spell. So yes. Um, so so yeah. you only have the one Temple of Rom, right? I thought there was a Temple of Rom too, but I can't locate that. Uh, it's called Temple of Rom in the GitHub. 
Okay, that's the one I posted. Now, now I, now I heard this, and I don't know if it's true, but I heard the working title for this project was Temple of Rom Two Electric Boogaloo. Is <laughs> <laughs> Mario Van Peoples making a, an appearance here at any point in time? Or, um, I could make a reference to the classic and call it Castle of More. Castle of More. <laughs> <laughs> um, Temple of SD Flash. We um, in space. We did a live stream where we had a handful of people trying to play games at the same time. Trying. Or we were. We were playing games. This was the Digger 3 we did not too long ago. And I, I like the idea of these kind of group gaming night things that we can do. And part of the challenge is if we want to show multiple split screens, and there's not a, an exactly easy way to do that. For those who have the ability to run a real Coco through a capture device then you can make your capture device your camera and zoom and then we would see the game as your video that would be the easiest solution to know um then another way to do it is if you're doing it on an emulator you could capture the emulator through uh, free software like obs and then obs has a virtual camera that you could turn on and then feed that into zoom and feed it but it would be kind of neat if we could have like maybe maybe four or more videos that are all live feeds of of us playing a game and temple of rom 2 would be a great one where we could all kind of play it together um and show multiple perspectives at the same time there's just a little bit of a technical hurdle to get the split screen looking good um but i'd like to plan things like that um, where we can do more of that and, and have those kind of the, the group gaming was fun, you know, um, it was. Yeah. And so yes. to do more of that would be kind of cool. And we've even pitched to to do something like, like that with the Amigo retro guys. Um, and they're up to doing something like that, too, when their schedule permits. So um, I'd like to maybe work on some maybe technical tests on how we can do that and who who's able to do it and who wants to do it and who's able to do it with either screen sharing or capture devices and stuff like that. It looks like John Strong is back. Uh, Alvin from the Chipmunks. Are you with us, John? You're muted right now. Yeah. And you're unmuted. Ooh. Okay, am I sounding all right? Hey! Yes! Welcome! John Strong is here Ooh. with... Proper audio. <laughs> okay, I don't know why. It, yeah. Mine does that of, too sometimes. Log yeah, tech. all kinds of settings and everything. It just nothing worse. First, first world problems. Yeah, it made for great comic a, relief I, though. I always found a reboot was the only way to get it working properly after that. Well, I had something else that I couldn't reboot just yet. So ah. uh, going on. So. So what's new with you, Mister Strong? Well, just been working on development tools and uh, also had a guy uh, uh, idea that I've been working on. See if I can find it now. Oh, okay. Um, Because this will not have the open slot in the top, but I'm working on a game cartridge, a size cartridge that will have a hand slit. Oh, a hinge. Okay. That's um, interesting. So you can swap out the ROMs or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I want to want to talk about these. I always want to mention these. These are a very great cartridge, okay? But they're designed a very specific way for, for good reasons, okay? But for development purposes, 
if you want to play with it, these are not too convenient. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you can't change the ROM cartridge out and everything. They have it screwed to attach to the top, which there's very good reasons because they give them more area to put the screws in and things. So they made some very good design decisions for something to put in the game cartridge. But those work against you when you want something that you want to open up easy and modify things, you know, so that's why working on the development version of a game cartridge type unit that'll have a flip lid. Uh, Is is the lid going to be open like that? No, I'm going to have it closed. Okay. The reason for opening it is there's two reasons. One, it prints a lot faster. Two, I can see where everything lines up on my test prints. Gotcha. And once you debug that and finalize that, then you make it solid. Yes. And so I think it I've looks kind of cool like that, though, honestly. Yeah. Open. Well, it is. I mean, if you had a clear piece of plastic to stick in there, uh, that would be something else to also do. But, yeah, it does look kind of cool open, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is I'm still working on the size of that. And uh, Now, is that your own custom prototype board there? Uh, this is actually – you can get these from uh, Mike Rowland or whoever else. Okay, so that's John the Linville one. Okay. Yeah, Are those standard layouts? Because um, isn't there one that you had too, Mark, uh, the overholzer that somebody else had made, a prototype board? Uh, yeah, actually I have the ones from Titanium Studios, which is Jason Steer Lee. And, uh, are those the same layout with the whole designs, or are they possibly different? No. No, his are designed to have uh, one of these teensy boards on it. I have a couple here in three different colors. Okay. <clears throat> so they're designed to put a teensy um, processor uh, board on than okay. wire them in. Okay, but they and they're also them. bigger than a, a game cartridge. <clears throat> uh, yeah, they're more like a FD502 size. Yeah, okay. and so, yeah, I hadn't seen those to do. And, of course, this is, you know, one of the uh, game cartridges there. And the Game Master will also fit this and, and so on. Okay. This happens to be the uh, one of the Coco EPOM packs that designed it was out there. Okay? And they've got jumpers so you can use different ROMs and so on. Neat. But uh, the idea is, I'm thinking, well, you know, you're doing this. you got to open it up and... And uh, so somebody asked me to actually put a hole on top of one so you could change jumpers. The dip switches or whatever. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, I can do that. But I'm thinking, well, you know, I keep been debating to do this because it would really be nice to have something that has just a hinge on it. Because, well, I, you know, you can snap cases in and out or lids in and out. And I've got cases that do that, slide on snap. Uh, but they're easy to misplace. If you got a hinge with it, you always got the lid with it. Yeah, no, that's neat. So, and so that's one thing I've been playing with. Um, and been working on my development tool set. And so looking at doing some other games, get them going. Well, there's a particular game that I want to uh, match what it was done pretty much on another computer, maybe with some improvements in the way it looks. But to do that, I need to grab what they originally have and uh, my ripping tool uh, needed upgraded. And so I've been doing that. And so uh, so it, it's been busy with those things. Cool. 
In the live chat, Nimble says that open top would be neat for cartridges that have RGB lighting in them when you plug them in. <laughs> Light up cartridge. That would be kind of cool. Well, audio spectrum analyzer upgrade. Right. <laughs> well, the open top is, is nice. I like that. That's the reason why when I did the for the Coco FPP, FPGA okay, uh, case, they had the clear plastic box top and stuff with it. Uh, I reused that plastic glass when I did the case for it because I looked at it and said, hey, it's, it looks nice enough. I just want size on, my, on it, okay? And so if I take it to a uh, Cocoa Fest or a 10-day assembly and I have it there, you don't have a kid sticking their hands in it or spilling something on it, and uh, it's got some protection. And cool. so, um, so I've been doing that, working on uh, setting up to uh, – uh, get another game going, get back in gear. Things are getting much closer, moved in. I, we still a mess in here, but you might see if you've seen earlier, there was a bed in here. It is now out. Hmm. <laughs> so I actually have my office, though I still got to set everything up yet. So, so I've been doing some cocoa ish related stuff on design. And uh, and I was curious to try and ask Brian. He got a copy of my disc tools, and I was trying to get set up with him to uh, so I could walk him through how it works. Uh, I didn't get a reply back from him. Yep, I uh, I still have your email there. I intend on uh, getting with you. That's just been uh, kind of busy the last couple of weeks. So, but yes, yeah, if I play with it a little bit, it looks very nice. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll connect. Okay, so, just be very, yeah. very careful if you use the OS nine. I know there's a bug somewhere, and I haven't been able to figure out what we triggered it. So, um, Brian and I are in a similar boat right now too. We both have access to your disk tool, and we both also have access to now the wireless SD card in the Coco SDC. So, what I'm doing right now with my um, with your disk tool, and I and I, I need to get back to it, but I'm working on a game for the Coco VGA, so I have to do it on real hardware. So I have the disk I'm working on. I mount it through my home network to the SD card. So I'm using your disk tools editor to edit the basic code that then pushes over to the SD card that's already in the Coco via Wi-Fi. So I don't have to pop out and eject and reinsert the SD card back and forth between my computer and my Coco. So that's, that's, a, that's like the next best upgrade to the Coco SDC is basically making that SD card wireless, you know. Um, uh, do you, you which card are you using? You using Toshiba's or uh, what am I using? It is the yeah, uh, Flash Air. Flash. Yeah, Flash Air. Flash Air W4. Yeah, version four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there were some other ones that I had in there that we used uh, that supported a photographer use, and I bought one and had there, and it wasn't real reliable on the way they worked. Hmm. And uh, and it was kind of locked into that just using their software. That was it, and so I haven't tried the so it's a Flash Air version four. Yeah, the Flash Air W three and W four both have the web dev that lets you set them up as a uh, uh, on a uh, basically set them up with an access point, so you can connect to your local network and then you connect to it through that. Is that so, a yeah. is that a thirty uh, two gig? Um, um, they, they come in they different sizes. The one I got 16. is a 16 gig, but yeah. Uh, you don't want to go above 32 gig because unless you reformat it, which may or may not work, um, the uh, the fat um, drivers in the Coco SDC won't see it if it goes above 32 gig. 
So 16 gig or 32 gig. If you have questions, ask myself or David uh, or Jim Brain. Um, David knows too. So yes, the uh, I have the 64 gig uh, flash air version four because the version three wouldn't work with my new router. So uh, and uh, you just have to have a utility that'll format the 64 gig as FAT32 because uh, Windows. Microsoft's yeah, Great Vision decided yeah. to remove the ability to format FAT32 on anything larger than uh, 32, uh, 32, 32 gig, which is personally stupid. But you know, they for some reason Microsoft thinks that they know better, which they don't. They want <laughs> people to go to X FAT32. Fat don't hold back, David. Tell us what you really think. Yeah, the fat EX doesn't work with the Coco SDC. It doesn't. It's able to read it. So. No, no. Fat thirty two never did uh, do more than thirty two meg. You had to do fat thirty two EX. Um, actually, fat thirty two will support all the way up to two terabytes. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, yeah, it will. Yes, it, 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 the, sure. the the file system supports it, but Microsoft has feature locked its GUI format utilities to not go higher than thirty two. The cluster gigs. size yeah. is bad. But yeah, I've actually formatted back in the day uh, hard drives one terabyte and bigger in FAT32. Um, but honestly, for a Coco, 16 gigs is a shit ton of space when your average floppy disk is 100 and, you know, 166K or something. So, Heck, I'm only using a 2 gig card, and I thought that yeah. was way too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I bet you've got four slots on your multi pack too. Right? <laughs> I don't even have them. I've got one slot in my cocoa, and that's <laughs> it. So, <laughs> well, it's glad to hear about the flash here. I knew that. Yeah. The, the, the only the only caveat is that it becomes read only. Um, once once you touch the files on your computer, you can only modify them from the PC. You can't modify them again on the Coco. So, like, if I wanted to make a change in BASIC on the Coco and save it back, it won't save it back because it's read-only on the Coco side. Because um, it's kind of like a file open, file lock scenario. So the fact that I opened up the file on the PC has locked it to the SD card where they can read but not write. Oh, so they've got a, a lock on it. Okay. Yeah. Do you, if you disconnect from the... Card, uh, I don't know if I'd have to unmount it from the computer or not. I'm not sure if it's, uh, you know, I haven't really played with it that much. I just found that that was the one downside, but it's not a huge downside because typically it's, it's typically when we're dragging it to the SD card, it's kind of one way. It's never usually coming back to the computer. Well, that's, that's fine. I just was yeah. kind of curious at this yeah. first thing that. Well, if you power cycle the Cocoa um, or eject the SD card and then stick the SD card back in, then it. Uh, reinitializes as being free, so okay. So you do have access with it easy enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just have to force it to release. You it. can't. You can't just unmount the the disk image from Coco SDC. Free it up. No, the uh, um, it's the Flash Air's firmware. Yeah, it's probably it blocking it. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. And even though that it's in the the config file, it's set up to. Um, not have it locked. Uh, it's always kept the files locked after you upload it. And usually, all I've had to do is, if I turn over to the Cocoa, eject it, stick it back in, then hit reset on the Cocoa, which then forces the SDC to refresh 
the contents of the card, and then I just, you know, go about my business. Oh, yeah, it's definitely handy though. It's 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 terrible that we live in a time that we need to complain about the fact that the hardest part of using our cocoa is the manual process of taking the SD card from our PC back to our SD card and having to, you know, do that back and forth. Um, these, these are definitely first world first problems. World problems. <laughs> so, well, let me yeah. just respond to that complaint with, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the one usually? Do you want some uh, wine with that or some cheese? Some cheese with that wine, yeah, absolutely. And does it have to be the Flash Air brand? Uh, That's the one that works, and that's the one that we know how to make the config file do what we want. I'm not saying you couldn't do it with others, but I don't know anybody that's had any success with it. You're on your own. (laughs) Yeah, your mileage may vary, as they say on that other show. Um, Flash Era. Era, yeah. Well, yeah, because the, there's a big price difference. The, uh, I mean, t- typical 32 gig card is about eight bucks. These are like sixty five. Yep. Well, it's got you know, it's got firmware and it's got an operating system and file sharing and all kinds of stuff going on. And yeah. The Wi Fi unit. Wi Fi yeah, unit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Basically, they've got to run you know full. It's a computer sure. baked into an SD card. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah and so they, they've always been a premium for those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Usually they're they're meant for photographers so they can quickly get their photos off the SD card and then keep shooting. So, you know, it's just you know actually the default mode is it actually is an access point. You can have seven units connect to it, so you can leave it in your camera. You can actually have your phone connected directly to it, and as you take the photos, then your phone will pull them. You can see them in real time. That's how they're default set up. Or push them up to the cloud from your phone. Yeah. Yep, or that too. Yeah, that's cool. Well, Steve, you know, off the, the talk, get with me on the stuff with you're doing with the Coco VGA, because I actually have some things that could be probably fairly e- easily modified to assist you on that. Okay. So if you're working on a PC to development, because I've looked at that, I just don't have a Coco VGA yet. And, uh, yeah, I'm basically just using your tool as the editor, so I can edit on a real computer. Um, and then I just, but the 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 disc image that I'm editing is actually mounted on the SD card. So as yeah. soon as I'm done, it's it's ready to roll on the on the Cocoa. I was thinking with the graphics, we we could do something to do it on the PC as well if you needed to. Ah, okay. I'm not I'm not doing graphics yet. I'm just doing like custom font type stuff. So everything I'm doing is yeah. in the, in that way. Uh, but that's good to know. Um, who else has got any updates that they want to talk about any projects they've worked on this week any uh, acquisitions we've heard from Brian and that's a very cool cartridge John Strong thanks for sharing Um, anyone else anyone anyone Bueller Brian Schubring Uh, well your your camera background thingy is erasing that circuit board you just held up Brian the music man Um, it's giving us the finger uh, <laughs> so well, I, had, I had a quickie. Uh, Mark Bosley's got something for us. Uh, fully, um, all the travel arrangements are made for Cocoa Fest. Yay! I'm booked. Now I need tickets. Someone else for me to have fun with. Yeah, 
This you've been warned. You you see what David Ladd looks like, so you know what to avoid once you're Boyd, there. Yep. <laughs> oh come on! Everybody here that has seen me in person knows I'm not a bad person. Jeez, <laughs> scary. That's all. Just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Do we know? Something? Yeah. Okay. David Ladd. Fine. I'm gonna mute myself now. <laughs> oh. No. David Ladd, use only as directed. You only hurt the ones you love, remember? Yes. But this brings up the mind of the fact that a British astronaut says there may be aliens living among us. I do have uh, one or two things I can share, and I think it's. I think we should probably open up uh, a discussion to to our viewers who are with us right now too about. Some some ideas we have for doing more things on the show, or just doing things differently on the show. So some of the um, uh, internal discussions we had were how we're handling the news, and just to take things like two or three steps back. Um, for a while, it seemed like the news segment was the last segment of the show, so it was always kind of rushed. And then because of both of my hunger and short attention span, I never wanted the news. Yeah, I don't want the show going past like five o'clock because then I start to get hangry, right? So we made a decision to let's do the news at the top of the show and then, you know, make it a my God, what is going on with the with the oxygen tents in the show here today? We got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so so we 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 recently made news come first in the show, um, and then some some discussions came up saying, well, you know, what is news? Is it really news if you're pulling it from Facebook or you're pulling from that? And and so we kind of discussed that, and we said, yeah, well, it's, we still think it's kind of news, and we can add some value to it. Um, and um, but obviously. We got 27 people watching us right now. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Um, and then recently we got to the point where some of the stuff we're doing in news is uh, Curtis is reviewing some video games from a handful of people, especially on the Dragon side. And we're seeing things that we typically haven't seen or don't see very often. And personally, I have enjoyed those. But one of the one of the comments was, "Well, don't make it part of the news. Just move it over to the gaming segment, which we've done. And so now we're showing uh, these videos in the gaming segment." And now I'm asking the question of should we possibly take that a step further and rather than just showing you a video of a game that's on YouTube that anybody can go watch for themselves, maybe we should pick one of those games and let's play it live on the show. So I guess the first question to the panel and to the audience is what do you guys think of adding, maybe not every week, but from time to time, some actual live game review or game playing as part of the Coco Talk show? Uh, yay or nay, based on the panel right now. Um, yay, as long as it's yeah. not you. As long no, as it's not you. Know, uh, <laughs> wow. we, we need to see beyond level one, Stevie. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yay, as long as Lancer is banned. As I think that Lancer. could work if we don't do it all the time. Yeah. And hashtag know, Team Puzzle Bait. Set, um, set a timer, you know, run it for five minutes or ten minutes. and Right, right. So, so the idea was, you know, if we're just showing somebody else's youtube video of the game that's great and yeah because honestly the stuff curtis has found i didn't know that they were out there and even if i did i'm not necessarily going to have the time in my normal day to stop and watch those videos so the fact that we've managed to make it part of the show is literally the only time that i'd have to see it so i still have enjoyed seeing that but i was thinking maybe we could if we can plan it and our timing is is good enough 
Curtis can let us know ahead of time, hey, here's here's the five Dragon games or whatever games that I'm going to show this week. And we can decide, well, one of these, we really like this one game, so let's play it ourselves, you know. And we'll pick that one and try to do a live playthrough of that. Um, yeah, so, in some cases we'll have to use a Dragon emulator because some of them yeah, are hard yeah. for the Dragons. So. Right, which would be XROAR or whatever the case may be. Um, so what am I getting here? I'm getting – see, I can't see it because of my screens. I've, there's somewhere – somebody's chatting on um, – on this and i can't see it Breathing, why is yeah. darth vader on here yes who is somebody's got their microphone too close <laughs> to their face and they're breathing and we can hear it so please everybody check your mics um so based on the panel i think the panel's like yeah we should it's okay uh right now audience um uh viewers right now what do you guys think of us adding some live video game feed to the show as a segment, maybe not. Yeah, it's audience. audience. We'd like to hear from both of you. <laughs> um, I think the, the, the problem is going to be that the, <laughs> because we're doing, for lack of a better term, a variety show, you're never going to find that perfect mix that's going to make everybody happy. You know, there's people out there who are hardcore <laughs> hardware guys, hardcore development guys, hardcore OS9 guys. So there's, we got a diverse community. We're not going to be able to please everyone. Don't but forget I, the hardcore trolls, but they can the control The hardcore anybody. trolls, true, true. Um, I would say put it at the end of the show or towards the end. Towards the end of the show. Okay. And I can drop off. <laughs> I mean, it does sound day. good. I mean, because when we did that uh, stream of... Uh, With Rob? Forest of Doom. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a blast. Yes, it was. That's. I think it's the last time I really got to do anything like that. Right. So it was, that that it, was a blast. It was a bigger blast than the new math tutor for damn sure. Absolutely. Well, what were the What were the numbers like for uh, Digger Three? That live stream we did. Mm, I mean, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, I probably hundred at this point. You know, um, Jason Down says I vote for live game playing. Al Hartman says I prefer gameplay videos to be a separate event. Uh, Pete Willard is saying as long as it's not too long, like maybe 20 minutes, would be excessive. Um, <laughs> Grant Lady says at the end of the show and don't have Stevie play it. Okay. Um, um, the Chet Simpson Digger Three on Friday last week was uh, ninety-five so far. Okay. Well, you know what made that unique too was a lot of people playing it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And sharing that experience. So if if you could capture something like that in the show, maybe it would be a little bit more entertaining yeah I and i think that experience will probably end up being a separate show we do want to have more of these like right. group gaming sessions as yeah a, these would have to be quick playthroughs as part yeah, of the main kind show of a, this, this wouldn't be an extended i think we should have specials like we did with digger three yeah saturday people can join in but gotcha. all right so it seems like between the panel and the few people that have chimed in on the live chat nobody's opposed to it so we'll find a way to make it work and like everything else it's kind of you got to do it a few times to you know figure out the, the sweet spot on it so but we'll, few or 142 times. Yes, it might be. All right. So now to that note, I, I would like to debut uh, something that nobody has seen yet because these have never been posted to, for the most part, not been posted to YouTube. And I'll let you guys pick which one. But I came across a handful of videos that I recorded back in like 2016. And since we now we know that we are in 2020, um, that was four years ago. So there was a few videos I recorded of Coco gameplays that I never posted. But the funny part is I was playing these with my daughter, Megan, who at the time then was maybe six or seven years old. And so they're her and I playing these games. And I think some of the reasons why I didn't post them was like she was saying a lot of this. So these were like real world 
kids say the darndest things kind of bloopers. And um, so I'm like, all right, I'm not going to post that. And But now that I've seen them, I kind of thought they were funny. So last night, Megan and I watched these videos and we kind of recorded our reactions to these old videos. So I am going to post these because these are kind of like from the archives, never before seen um, Coco video bloopers um, with reactions. So I got four to choose from. You guys tell me which one you'd like to see. And I'll tell you how long they are, too. So I've got one which we are re, um, reacting to a video of us playing Double Back from 2016. We have one from reacting to uh, Downland. Um, we have one, and I have two where we actually, not only did we do a, a reaction, but then we did a redo where we replayed the games last night, too. So I've got Shark Treasure where we reacted to the old video of her and I playing it, and then we actually played it again last night. And then I also have Christmas Rush. And just to let you know how long they are, too. So the double back reaction video is about six minutes. The downland one is about nine minutes. The shark treasure, which has got two parts, reactions and replay, that's 12 minutes. And then the Christmas Rush reaction and replay is about 15 minutes. So uh, I figured maybe one of these is worth sharing. And which one do you guys think we should go for? I'll vote for Star- Shark Treasure. Shark Treasure. I got one vote for Shark Treasure. Anyone else? Anyone? Double well, back. You know my bias. <laughs> Rick Adams says double back. All right. Um, I got one for Shark Treasure, one for double double back. Anyone else? I'll say double back. Two for double back. Got double two, back. Three for double back. Okay. So double back is a short. Is the shortest of all of them. I'll I'll play that one. And if you guys are 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 are. Uh, indulgent and tolerant enough, then we can we can play another one. All right, I don't need to see this now. This was us doing our reactions last night. All right, so here we go. This is a video recorded originally in 2016, so about four years ago. Never seen the light of day. You're going to see it now here first. What's going on, everybody? We're back. I'm. Who am I? I don't know. Who are you? I don't know. Okay, I'm Megan. And uh, this is my dad, Stevie Stroh, uh-huh. and we are doing our second reaction video to some Coco video games that we recorded four years ago that I don't think have ever got published to YouTube or seen the light of day. For our second um, uh, video replay and reaction, Megan has decided to watch Double Back. So here, here we go, and let's see how we did in Double Back four years ago. I mean, I used to like the game. Okay. Oh, so, wow. So, so what head. we're looking on here today, folks, is kind of interesting because we're playing Double Back. And the cool thing about this right now is this is a game I played when I was a kid, and this was a favorite game of mine uh, in 1982 on my color computer. It was, was a cartridge I got from Radio Shack. It was written by a person named Dale Lear who has gone on to done, well, he went on and did lots of other things for the color computer throughout its history in the 80s and the 90s, and I believe he's still doing things now because there's a version of this game for the iPad. But what I find to be um, very cool about this right now is that we are now going to have two generations playing this game because I am going to be playing this that I played when I was a kid, and I also have my kid with me. My kid is, well, I can't turn the camera. Never mind. Well, my kid's right next to me in a chair. Her name is Megan. And Megan <laughs> Look at your little so face. I'll go first so she can see how I play it. And basically we have to just move the stick around and draw circles around all the objects for points, all right? Okay. So it's like a lasso. Yes, exactly what you're doing there. No, I'm just doing whoop a gun this time. You're doing whoop a no. gun this time. Okay. So you move in your little stick around. And this is being played on a real color computer 
with real color computer controllers. The first time I made a video on this, I was playing it on an emulator. And the emulator is <laughs> very difficult to capture the feel of these old school color computer controllers. And so you just have to draw circles around all the things on the screen. Now if you can draw circles around, oh I just got killed. If you can circle a whole bunch of things at once, you get more bonus points. You ready? It's your turn. So it's the way it controls you have to really get used to. Don't move the stick too Can hard you imagine to like a five-year-old kid trying to use a black beauty? That's not an easy thing for them to pick up and play I'm with, you know? Lower. <laughs> so you can do very gentle moves on this stick. And so you see how I'm doing it kind of slowly right now? Yeah. You can almost stop, but you have to have good control of your stick. See how slow? And then you can, I can slow it down. I can circle. Oh, <laughs> it won't circle it. It's not going to look. Ah, oh, I got too close and I hit the cherry. Oh, I got too close and I hit the chop. No. Your turn. And so it's really as simple as circling objects for points and not crashing into anything. <laughs> but yeah, you can't go too you fast and too crazy because it gets really hard to control yourself. You have to look out for those magnets because they move around. It's really hard. What do you think of the game though? Is it neat? Yeah. And this game is like 35 years old. Almost as old as your mom. I really wish I could pee like that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious or are you just being silly? So I think that's why we never aired this one. She's like, I really wish I could pee right now. <laughs> what about now? Do you need to pee now too? Yeah, I just got to pee. Oh, okay. Look at the minecart, dude. The magnet. The magnet gives you points. But see, the magnet moves around. Like Some of those fruits, they just stand there. So... Um, a little bit challenging to control, but it's very cool. It's very actually very fluid and very responsive. Ooh. Ooh. Now, if you can get two things at once, you get Have more Have you seen points. enough of this? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So, there we go. There was the funny moment there. Megan shared that she had to pee. That's probably why I didn't upload this. Cool I'm like, I can't post a video where my kid says she's got to pee, but... We're going to post it Ron now. Del Vogas. We're post it. <laughs> I got to roller skate. Because it's funny, right? Yes. All right. The things that children say. Say goodbye, Megan. Roller skate. Roller skate. Okay. Okay, Stevie, I'm double back. A couple. That was it. Let me switch back to the main screen here. Hold on one second. Okay. There's a couple tricks on double back, okay, that are very useful in playing in high scores. And uh, one is center your your joystick mm -hmm. and let the magnet circle around you. Okay, if you're not moving, they'll move over you and not kill you. Oh, and you're in the center of the magnet itself, right? Okay, and then you can just move down and circle it. Okay, because you have a, at that point you've got a stack of magnets all all overlaid on the. Yes. Uh, okay. okay. The other the other trick is instead of circling the item. You can actually do a fig a curved figure eight underneath of it. Ah. And if you go up far enough, it folds the circle routine to think that you have circled the piece. And it'll do it. Hmm. So that is that is the two exploiting a bug. Yeah, that is the two tricks, okay? Okay. Now double back with my mother's favorite game for the color computer. And I don't remember who found the tricks. Okay, with there, it could very well have been her, because she played it for a long time, uh, a lot. Okay, and so those were two tricks for double back. 
that was a bug that Dale knew about, but he figured that nobody would ever find it. <laughs> <laughs> we found it. <laughs> and I did tell Dale, Dale about it okay, when I met him. Because I said, hey, Dale, good to meet you. Double Back is my mom's favorite game. And well, here's a couple things. <laughs> we found out about it. Yeah. It tr- truly is a unique game. It was not like anything else I had ever seen, and it's a lot of fun. It's really – the visual style on it is so cool. The gameplay is fun. It's one of the games that makes you not hate the fact that you have Black Beauties because it actually exploits the um, the, the smoothness of those Black Beauty sticks. So um, It also allowed variable skill levels simultaneously. Like, like you were playing with your daughter, you could do the circle, you know, 15 objects at once to make massive bonus points, but that's right. harder for a young child. Right. The young child can have just as much fun and playing it just as long as you just, just doing one at a time. One at so a time, we had yeah. automatic you know, skill selection built in too. Yeah. So you're saying Stevie's better than Megan. <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think, I think when we did the shark treasure video as we were doing our playthrough last night, she ended up rage quitting. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I guess you inherited that. Runs in the family. Runs in the family. Well, hey, John. Hey John, could you repeat that uh, that figure eight? What how did that, how did that work again? You're describing do a figure eight with kind of curved up of the ends underneath the piece. Okay, you get as close as possible to what are you trying to circle? But you you circle in you know, a figure eight, you kind of double back underneath of it. And if you create it right, you have to practice a little bit. But after you practice a little bit, you get to where you're creating it, and then you can you it, the software thinks you circled it. And they but, pop out. But, uh, but so one of the loops of the eight does not actually go around the object itself. So you're, no, you're they don't go around. There. They're, under, they're underneath. Okay. The more you go up the side of it with that figure eight kind of, like I said, it's a distorted figure eight, mm-hmm. up the side of it, more likely you're going to pop it out. You just have to practice to see how So you're saying have. you're doing a figure eight next to the object. You, you, you underneath. No underneath it. So, you don't, so the object is not in either side of the eight at all? You, you crossover point in the center underneath of the the object. Okay. And you okay. two loops on the sides, basically. Two loops on the side. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes you have to take the loops up a little along the side of it a little bit. Okay. So like I said, it, it, it's mm. kind of a distorted figure eight, but it's okay. That's the best way to describe it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. The way that Dale described it to me was that um, uh, if you have a part of the line to the left of the object and to the right of the object and you've closed the circle, then it's, you know, that does it. Okay. So it doesn't really actually have to be. It may not have to be a figure eight. We didn't, we did this how we yeah. found and what we used, you know, the way to exploit mm-hmm. the, the trick. Interesting. Interesting. So had we had the internet back then. Right. And, and I think, like- I think in the interview with, with Dale, he did mention what the actual algorithm was as far as how it was checking. Um, so we could go back and play that to hear it. Um, now that is, that is interesting. So, and it's a fun game. And I know if you play it long enough, you start to see a lot of interesting things too, like skulls on the screen that don't go away. Yes. And then other things like spiders that will chase you and, and God knows what else. Right. So that big pulsating X thing, which is after the skulls. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things. The longer and the spider you play, should look kind of familiar if you've played Temple of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I thought that was kind of a, an interesting thing to find number one videos that I never posted before. So they're kind of like little hidden gems. And then having the opportunity to have my kid who was in them before look at them again and 
see how she reacts now. So I've got a few more of those, and those will get posted to um, to YouTube. From, from I actually the, have a couple things that if you guys would like to see, uh, I could share. Okay. Okay, let me see where share. And uh, okay, it looks like a little. I could do just the. This would be a little better. Let me share this first. And looks like a spectrum the, game. It is. Okay. And it's not lined up on things, but it's a way to get uh, some of the details and stuff off of all the other games. So you can rebuild it and cut. Now, what is this Rip'em? Is this something you made? Yes. Okay. And what are we looking at? Uh, This is from Jetpack. And Jetpack is what, a Spectrum game? That's from Spectrum. And then what's the... um, What's the goal here? To be able to rip what you see from the screen and convert it to a tile set that you can put into the Coco? Yes. Okay. Okay. And so... And oh, Centipede. I recognize that game. So you pull up just an image and then it rips the image into identifiable things. Yeah. It probably assumes uh, so many columns and so many rows and then turns them into tiles. I know you probably have to edit them because they don't always match up and line up. Yeah, no, that's neat though. Okay, and uh, I mean, it does it pretty quickly. Okay. The advantage yeah. of gigahertz processors. <laughs> one point twenty-one gigawatts. Okay, but I was working on an fixing some bugs and improving this. Okay. So this is one of your tools that you would use. Like if you wanted to clone something, you could pull in the artwork from it and, and help to get the color set and so on. Yeah. Color set issues because the machines can have uh, a wide range that the cocoa doesn't support or more colors than the cocoa support until the gimme X anyway. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so those, those are the, yeah, I love, I love the way Spectrum stuff looks. There's something really... And I've got it where I can add offsets and things like that. And, and since I've been working on this, I can probably very easily break it. Okay, because I don't have all the changes done to it. And, uh, but, you know, you can go and grab... Oh, wow. Okay, and... and I think Bonks is, I think they use a 16 by 16. Uh, yeah, we're, we're creating a lot of tiles with that. It's probably a, uh, let's see what my, what I'm set up here, rip size. And let's see if we come down on that count. Yeah. Considerably. Came drastically down, so they're yeah. using a, a 16 by 16 dial. And of course, when you're grabbing a game, you're not always, you'll know that you're lined up with that that uh, tile map 
that they're producing because it can grab it. Can right, because it can do scroll. a it can do a smooth scroll like one pixel. And that's the reason time for these things like yeah. the vertical and horizontal offsets and stuff and being put in there. That's really cool. And so yeah, this is something I've had a long time. I haven't used it a whole lot. I have showed it at a Cocoa Fest or something before. And it's something I thought you guys would enjoy seeing. Absolutely. Just all you guys, I know you weren't in the Cocoa when I showed it at the Fest. Okay. And so that's one item. Okay. Now how much would you pay? But wait, uh, there's more. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> now we're going to cut open a soda can with it. Can <laughs> okay, get the set of Ginsu knives? Uh, Doctor Coco. I remember seeing this quite some time ago. Yeah, and so this is something I do need to get back to and get finished. What medical school did this Doctor Coco go to? <laughs> Yeah, I remember you explained to me how this game is supposed to be played. Of course, I don't remember what the strategy was at this point. It's, but, a, yeah. it's a Doc Mario clone. Uh, yeah, so, that's yeah, what... okay. Just matching the colors, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just match colors. Yeah. It appears to be working. Yeah, I have this for the oh, NES yeah, it, somewhere. It does work. I just need to finish the graphics and... And make sure all the levels. What's the num- what's the minimum number before they go away? It has to be four. Three. Four of the same color. Three. Three. Okay. You add three. You got to have four in a row to. And so the ones that are bugs are kind of immovable, right? So you kind of have to clear those guys out of the way. Yeah. Oh, it is four, huh? Yeah, because there's three. I thought right it was now. three. All three the time. yellows that are not moving right now. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. yeah, it's four. Okay. Just so add three to the to the aliens the or whatever yeah, they are. Yeah, the viruses. Oh, that's pretty cool. Hence, Doctor. Yeah. Nice. Oh, so you? Yeah, that's neat. And so the idea is to get rid of the uh, the bugs. Get those are the sickness, right? So you want to get yeah. rid of, mm-hmm. get down with the sickness. Um, no, that's cool. Okay. So I just thought, you know, we're doing some games. Now, does this have a real-time clock with it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Now if you could just get the music like they have on the NES. Well, I I haven't done the music on it yet. Okay. That's the other. That would be really cool if you could pull that off. That'd be great. But this looks really nice. I yeah, have great. I have somebody who was supposed to do some of the music who's been so busy he hasn't done it for me. So his name doesn't happen to rhyme with Alan Huffman, does it? I'm being quiet. <laughs> That's awesome. It looks great. In other words, yes. It doesn't rhyme with it. <laughs> does it rhyme with Lallan Huffman? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's neat. Looks great. So, yeah, it's, it'll it'll happen sometime. It just does this require sixty three oh nine and two megs of memory? <laughs> <laughs> and this is that's... running. As, this is running as a cartridge. Yes, very cool, Doctor Coco. Doctor Coco.
Coco. So it is. Not to be confused with Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Is there going to be a diet Dr. Coco? David Ladd might like one of those. (laughs) Either way, I probably wouldn't recommend mixing your Dr. Coco with water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as you you play it long enough that you don't eat anything, then it would be a diet Dr. Coco. If you get hooked on it, don't don't play the game on an empty stomach. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. That is neat. Okay, so I just... There we go. Well, we had a game on segment there. If we, if we had known that was going to be a game, we could have done an intro for it. But yeah, we'll do it. We'll do an outro. <laughs> now we, yeah, now we know how the sex the segment's going to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like it was planned. Yeah. <laughs> well, having... you were showing some games. I hadn't some stuff that people hadn't seen. So I yeah, that, that's neat. I'd pull this out a little so bit. So is this going to be a is this going to be a cartridge release set? Yeah, this will be a cartridge release. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. What about There's two um, I have to get. your custom <laughs> joystick controllers? Have you been working on those? I need to get those out. I mean, it's going to be, that's one of the reasons these haven't been there. I, I want to <laughs> play test them with the controllers, make sure they, you know, it's based on the controller. I mean, these you can play with the keyboard. And I can test that, but I would like want to have the real controllers and test them with the controllers. Sometimes the, the feel of the controller is a bit different than the keyboard, so uh, I'll make sure my timing and everything just feels right with the uh, the keyboards. So cool, All right. cool. There you That's go. Great. You saw it there. Sneak peek of Doctor Coco. I like it, John Strong. Not Strongly. to be confused with Doctor in Coco. Doctor, yeah. Speaking of Doctor and Coco, do we have a new Joey in Coco? Let's see. Yes, we do. We do do have a new Joey in Coco, which would be, is that number 13? There's a direct link to it, actually, that I have. What are the chances? Um, Because last week, wait a second. I'm trying to do my math here. Okay, so I guess Joey and Coco number 12 was the video. That's the one that we saw yes. last week, right? And and so what, how about we do that? How about we replay that real quick? And for some reason... New cartridge for Christmas, kid? Nope. My buddy Glenn down the street borrowed it to me. Wait. One of my brothers is nearby? Couldn't it be a sister? Get me the serial number, and I'll tell ya. <laughs> All right, so that was number 12, which we showed off last week, right? So so Joey um, and Coco. So Coco's realizing he might have a relative nearby. So here we have number 13, and this one is called What Are the Chances? And so here we go. Panel number one. Did you get the serial number from your friend Glenn's Coco? And Joey says, I'll go over this weekend. Why are you so interested? And Coco says, maybe he's one of my buddies from the assembly plant. Uh, and then Joey says, did all you Cocos get along? And Coco's, uh, mostly, although there was this one guy in my batch who was a royal pain. But 
what are the chances, right? So the one guy he couldn't get along with, what are the chances that guy might be his neighbor? I think that's what we call foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. (laughs) I got along with everybody except this one guy. (laughs) When I return to my village, I will be married. (laughs) Don't say that. Oh Lord! Another, another, uh, another great, another great work from what? What did we end up calling him? The Duke of all Cocoa Media. He didn't want to be called the King of all. So DeBruce Moore yes. is the Duke of all Cocoa Media. Good job. That's the D stands. Oh D D for Duke. Uh, have we run out of topics now? Have we have we said what we need to say? Anyone else? Okay, now we have Brian, the Music Man. Shoebring is holding up a large device that hopefully we can see now. Senile. Uh, Hold on, Brian. Let me let me make your video larger. Okay, what are we looking at, Brian? This is actually a project that I started about fifteen years ago. Dual serial pack with MIDI pack built all together. Where does it plug into? Looks like an ISA card, like you're going to PC or something. Yep, uh, it's, it's actually set up to go into. Uh, it'll fit into a multi pack. Okay. If you don't have it in the case, this I was actually going to uh, put this together with my uh, repack cocoa, but my repack cocoa died, and I was never actually able to fully uh, test this unit, mm. so it was never really used. A double serial, double MIDI. Single MIDI dual cereal. Single MIDI dual cereal. Yep. Is that MIDI lettuce cheese special sauce on a sesame seed bun. It wasn't quite the Big Mac. Who <laughs> <laughs> needs an MPI when you can get fifteen things on one card? <laughs> like, this sounds right up David's alley. It's more like cocoa puff if it's a cereal. Maybe. Yeah, I was using a uh, the Big Maxim uh, dual channel uh, chip uh, for. Um, uh, putting out the RC-232 signals from the 6551s. Very cool. I, so I, just, uh, I found it. I just wanted to share it. I might even That's start a lot of LSI. Well, that would be good. I'd like to acknowledge something if that's okay. It's not directly cocoa-related, but for me it was indirectly cocoa-related. Okay. Nick Marona, um, Nick Marona, Nick Marona. When I was a teenager, being a good Canadian boy, some of my favorite times were spent in my room playing with my Coco and listening to Rush. And uh, as we know, this week, uh, Neil Peart, drummer from Rush, passed away, and it's really weighing heavily on me. So it was, uh, it was definitely a um, big part of my, like I said, playing the Coco and listening to, I guess, be moving pictures and signals back up to the albums. That oh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it makes me sad. Definitely, definitely a uh, part of my childhood that I that I uh, cherished. Yeah, yeah. Just want to acknowledge when that. You, when you think about all the legendary rock and roll drummers, how many rock and roll drummers do we all know by their full name? You know, like John Bonham, exactly. Neil Peart, Richard Starkey, Richard Starkey, right? So um, yeah, Neil Peart, probably one of the most uh, quintessential rock drummers. Ginger Baker. 
Yeah. Uh, Neil was also the main uh, lyricist for yeah. us, too. He's does, quite an does intellectual. Does Ringo Starr so. make that list? <laughs> I believe that, yeah. I believe he already did, just under his <laughs> yeah, real name. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize he wrote a lot of the lyrics, too. That's pretty cool. Stevie Stroh. He was a big Ayn Rand fan. That, uh, that influenced a lot of his, uh, his lyrics in 2112. Mm. Gotcha. All right. Well, we will all pause for a moment of silent meditation as we uh, remember Neil Peart. Okay, as you were. Um, I'm sorry, who was it's just funny how you, you associate, for me, music is associated with a lot of memories. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry, but who is Rush? <laughs> Rush Limbaugh, come on. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh, nice. Come on. Oh, yeah. All right, well, we are we are coming up on two hours, and two hours is probably a good sweet spot for a length of a show. So, so for a well, show really about nothing, because we'll be back later. We're going to be yep. back yeah. in a couple of hours with uh, interviewing the Amigos Retro Gaming Group. Yay! Guys, uh, same channel, just slightly later time. So 6 p.m., which would be... 6 p.m. Is that Florida two time? Hours, yeah, 6 p.m. Florida Eastern time, time, Eastern Standard Time. So about two hours from now, we'll be back right here on this channel as we talk to those guys. Uh, anybody else got anything else you want to talk about before we start to play the closing yes. credits? Uh, oh, Christ. Yes, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'll slap him later. Yeah, <laughs> David. Oh, thanks, Christ Mark. was a relative of David. Some of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, does everybody have their grease weasels yet? <laughs> I do. <laughs> now. To spend a moment and talk to you about the Church of Grease Weasel Consciousness. I would like to say thank you, everyone, for joining us today on Coco Talk, and we hope to see you this evening. And I'm going to say goodbye and see you tonight. Did you notice on Chet's list of things that people want, Grease Weasel was not on the list? (laughs) (laughs) Neither was anything of the. uh, None of the uh, none of the Joey series of products was on there either. So yes, yes, yes. But so Nightmare Highway made the list. Yeah, controller well, adapters. Yeah, no, no, the controller adapters was mentioned as a general. Yeah, since, oh. since David was one of the last people to speak, um, I do have a, a nice fun oh, video. Oh, Curtis can, can play do Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. <laughs> yeah, I have so a that, video that, that I like to call trolling David. Let's wa- let's play this and then we'll play the outro. Yeah, Actually, back in the text mode, it was the co-free, 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 the co
When you do the display, then it's handled by that. Those control codes are handled by that. Because right now, the only thing that Curtis has is Really, are you recording this, Steve? Not at all, David. Drywire, VDG, VTA. So what I was thinking is that you'd have the drywire. This concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the 8 bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Cause Coco Talk is rocking the 8 bit world. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click the Patreon link at our website at cocotalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the tiny flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Coco Talk would not exist without the community, its cast, crew, and contributors. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Marenkis, Rondell Vaux, Rick Adams, Jason Riker, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Tom C., Rob Inman, Mark Bosley, Brian Joyce, Ken Riker, David O'Connor, Brian Weasler, Terry Stegney, Nick Marota, John Strong, and many more, especially to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and James Diffendaffer for making my head explode. Support the Coco community by visiting some of its various contributors. A list of resources is available at imacoconut.com. That's I M A C O C O N U T.com. The Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. All right. <laughs> good times, good times. VDG. Oh, yes, baby. TTL. Drive uh, It's looking no, like it's that trolling video highway. is pretty much... That trolling video is pretty much an indication of the kind of friendship we have. Our, uh, <laughs> I think I think I was sitting across the table for that one. Uh, uh, so David oh, has added Grease Weasel. Liked it, Stevie. Oh, I loved it, yeah. Um, David added Grease Weasel to the Chet Simpson poll of things that people want, and so far he's the only person who's voted for that, right? Oops, I'll have to fix that. Yeah. So what type of following game-related products? How is the Grease Weasel a game-related product when it's a floppy-related product? Um, technically, Steve, if you want... <laughs> If you want to get into it, if you wanted to mass produce the game on floppy, you would need that tool. 
Alrighty then. So then, in that particular case, it would be a game-related tool because you're producing the game on floppy. (laughs) Oh, Lord, David. Want it for archiving. Okay. All right, well, I'm just going to go stab myself in both eyes when I'm done with the show because that's... Uh... We should really introduce the David Ladd creepy meter. <laughs> okay, parting thoughts. Ron Delvo. Will you be Not joining much. us tonight when we talk to the Amigos Retro Gaming guys? That's I don't know. Maybe it depends on how my wife feels. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're going to what? You're going to what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm not doing nothing. Mark D. Overholzer. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Curtis, we hope you feel better. Hopefully, you'll be able to make it through our second show tonight with your voice and everything. Yeah, I'll probably grab a power nap here and see if I can sleep some of this off okay. here. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the interview. That's, that's going to be fun. Excellent. Brian, the Music Man Schubring, thank you for being here. Any parting thoughts? <laughs> Nightmare Highway. <laughs> no better words have ever been. <laughs> Al Hartman says, I'm uncomfortable talking about David's tools. Okay. <laughs> Rick Adams, any parting thoughts from you? I have no wisdom to impart. I'm sorry. All right. Jason, the Coco Thank Man, right? Yes, yeah, so are you. Thank you. Jason Reichard. Parting thoughts. All right. If you paid five dollars, you paid too much. Brian Weasler. Parting thoughts. Uh, what are we down to? Hundred days to Coco Fest. Oh yeah. That reminds me. I got to book my room. Thanks for reminding me. Nick Morota. Nick Morota. Nick Morota. Parting thoughts. Yes. Just uh, please join us at six o'clock for the interview with uh, Mingo Retro guys. Guys, they're uh, they're really cool guys. Lancer or Buzzard Bait. Buzzer bait. Love buzzer bait. You're still wrong. Better than answer. Still wrong. Team buzzard bait. Paul Thayer, the Slayer. Any parting thoughts from you, sir? Yeah. Has anybody beaten the House of Foo on Digger Three yet? Which level is that? What number? Fifteen. Oh wait, that's Exodusal Fifteen. So I don't know. Twenty-three. Is that the one I got stuck on? I don't know, man. But it's ridiculous. Ben Drakes is also Team Buzzard Bait. Mark Bosley, parting thoughts. All right, Ben. Hey, when's Glenside going to have the ticket booth open? Uh, check Tandy list and see. Maybe we'll maybe we'll hear an update soon. Uh, David Ladd, any parting thoughts from you? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> yes, everyone. Be great to each other. Do a group hug once in a while. Oh, God. And Grant. Be nice. <laughs> we are supposed to be uplifting the community. Everybody be happy. It's supposed to be. See uh, that's why later. I brought that. That's why I bought that hydraulic jack. That's right. John Lowry, parting thoughts. Uh, see you at six. All right. Nick hey, hey. Marentes. Uh, has my mother won that uh, cocoa yet? No. Oh, speaking of that. So <laughs> I actually, I plugged the cocoa in. And it boots up to random text. I'm not getting to a basic prompt. So it is now over my head on the hardware side. So I was going to reach out to Richard and see if I can just send it to him. Um, uh, so, yeah. So the Coco 2, we're still going to give it away. But I wanted to plug it in to do the RAM t- test to make sure it could play <laughs> Sailor Man. And it didn't boot into the basic prompt. So something Bummer. could be a simple reseeding of something. So maybe I'll, you know. We'll get, if we My can. mother's good at working that stuff. So <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Nick Morenti, any parting thoughts? Okay. 
Uh, except that I got the rest of the weekend to try and get David Ladd out of my head. So. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, like oh getting... don't worry, Nick. Oh, uh, you're making it worse. Get it worse. Nick, are you, <laughs> Nick Marenti, are you going to join us for the Amigo Retro guys tonight? I'll try to, yeah. Okay, same same channel here on uh, Zoom and on yep. YouTube. Don't worry, Nick, I'll be there. Right. Oh, oh, no. Okay, There's some incentive. And the final, final word comes from Grant Leete himself. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. We'll see you later tonight at 6 o'clock, see. and I promise to not do a live stream. All <laughs> right. Well, we are going to press the button. Let's real quickly say thank you to the people in our live audience as well. We were joined by Mark Overholzer and Retro Innovations and Al Hartman and Matchy Games and Ben Drakes and Dave Phillipson and Tim Franklin and Dave and Sharon Veery were out there. And who else was out there? Salam Abraham and uh, who else? Dave and Sharon... And Dave and Sharon and Matchy and Sharon and Dave and Matchy and Dave and Sharon and Coco Man in the Freak Show says the Freak Show telephone company says I love my Coco too with my Coco SDC. Uh, Pete Willard was out there saying Coco VGA is real nice. And Ben Drakes, Mark Overholzer, Matchy Games, Pete Willard, Matchy Nimble was out there. Retro Innovations, Dave and Sharon, and Pete Willard and Qui Gon was out there. Jason Downs was out there. Grant Leedy, James Jones, Al Hartman, Grant Leedy, Dave and Sharon, Matchy, Retro Innovations, Mark Overholzer, Ben Drakes, Strick Yak says howdy. And I believe we've got everybody out there now. So thank you guys who watched us today. Thank you guys for being on the panel. We will see you all in a couple of hours with our follow-up show. Until then, take care. Coco forever, everybody. Bye. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. 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 B